somehow, some way, ACC expansion hurts the ACC and helps the Big 12. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. We had some emergency episodes this last weekend, and then I had a, an emergency family situation. I was, then I was in Seattle for a wedding, and you all bared with me, uh, bored with me, were bearing me. Uh, thank you for doing that the last couple of days, but I'm back. I'm And I'm happy to be back for a huge weekend of the Big 12 because today we talk expansion, pressure on the Big 12 to win now, and ugh. Oh, it makes me want to throw up my mouth. Texas is going to beat Alabama this week. ACC expansion. So we, we kind of lost sight of this last week after a lot of stuff happened in a Big 12 weekend that wasn't great for the Big 12. A, lo- a lot of the trusted outlets yours truly right thank you for making locked on big 12 your first lesson every single day i don't know if i said that including yours truly thought it was a bad weekend for the big 12 a couple people came out and had some obscure takes like whoa what if there's a bright side dude we don't i don't have time for that i don't have time for a hey glass half full what if you know the big 12 is fine i do think the big 12 overall is fine but let's call a spade a spade this weekend this last weekend was bad and it kind of we lost sight of something that's very positive moving forward for us the big 12 and that is ACC expansion. Do you understand how pissed off, how pissed off some of these powerhouse ACC teams are right now because of what's happening in that league? Florida State, who's very unhappy. You have a, a, a Clemson team who just lost to Duke, who's been singing this whole song and dance of, we're too good for the ACC, we're too good for the ACC, and they just lost to Duke. And, and, and to me... to me, that makes Clemson want to get out of the league even more. Uh, and I'll get to that in a second because there's also the North Carolina deal. They just proved, hey, we can beat an SEC team. They're looking to get out. So the ACC wasn't expanding to make money. Kind of walk with me here. The ACC wasn't expanding to make money. The ACC was expanding to keep the money it has. Because ESPN said, if you drop below 15 teams, we we rework your deal. We give you less money. So the ACC said, okay, well, if we have 18... And then Clemson, and then Clemson leaves, and then UNC leaves, and then Florida State leaves. Then great, then great. We still have 15 teams. Our our deal doesn't get reworked. We have the same amount of money. Which somebody somewhere will at ESPN will find a loophole. They're not just going to give out this free money. Uh, but this is a situation where Florida State just beat LSU. They proved, hey, we can fight with the big dogs. We can fight with the big dogs in the SEC. That's where we belong. We belong at a bigger conference in the ACC. We can compete. North Carolina just beat the brakes off of South Carolina. That's where they say, hey, look, we just proved we're the big dogs. We can compete. We can compete outside the ACC in a, in a league like the SEC. They're going to want out. And then what I think is, is the big stunner of this is Clemson losing to Duke. Here's what I liken it to. Texas. Texas wasn't leaving the Big 12 because it was dominating the Big 12. This wasn't a conversation of, oh, UT is winning so many football games. We need to go to a league that actually suits our capabilities athletically. Instead, it was a money thing. Texas said, we make way too much money for this league. We want out and to go to a league that gives us that money back in our pocket, which I understand that aspect. But I, what I want to really harp on is Texas did not make that move because they thought from a competitive standpoint, the Big 12 wasn't good enough. That Texas wasn't getting enough, uh, wasn't getting enough competition in the in, in the midseason, in the in season, because they sucked. 
the last 10 years, Texas has been bad at football. This wasn't a, oh, we're leaving the Big 12 because we're dominating. Maybe for Oklahoma it is. But for Texas, it's we're leaving the Big 12 because well, we're tired of losing to inferior opponents and then having to pay them our money. In the SEC, Texas is going to lose to opponents, both inferior and superior, and get to keep some of the money. I, I just, from a fan standpoint, all these Texas fans that are so excited about them leaving, they're going to suck in the SEC the same way they've sucked in the Big 12. Right? They're not leaving the Big 12 because they're the big dog. They got the most money. What has that done for you, huh? You're a Texas fan. What is Texas having money? What has it done for you? Their facilities aren't as good as some of the other Big 12 teams sitting around. I've been, I've been to DKR. I've been to McLean Stadium. Ugh. DKR's it needs a couple more improvements than the ones that have already been made. Then the genitalia, was it a, a uterus that they put in the end zone? Like, come on, man. Texas, is, Texas isn't leaving the Big 12 because it was dominating this league. And I think Clemson's going to make that same case. Hey, we're not leaving the ACC because we're dominating the league. We're leaving because we're not getting a fair, a, a fair shake. We're getting beat now by these teams that are supposed to be inferior, and we're having to pay money for it. We have to dole out money to lose to teams that are inferior. So what happened this weekend further supports the cause of Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina one and gone. Now, my point for the Big 12, how does the ACC expansion help the Big 12? I guess I really buried the lead there. That was a long setup. How does it help the Big 12? Well, brother, you think Miami's going to sit around and let that, and let that happen? Do you think even a smaller school like a Virginia? I say smaller. I mean, they, they're prominent. You think an, an NC State then, a Pitt, a Louisville, look across the league and see what Clemson's doing and say, oh, we can't do that. That's, that's big and mighty Clemson who just lost to Duke. You think Duke basketball is going to settle? No. No. We're in a spot where what SMU has done, what Stanford has done, what Cal has done, is they left everybody else in the dust. They left Washington State and left Oregon State in the dust. SMU left the AAC in the dust. And then in three years, when the ACC collapses, when this conference that they've given up so much for, then this conference that they have, they've cut off ties, cut relationships to go to the ACC, when this league implodes, who are your friends, Stanford? Who are your friends, Cal? SMU, who are your friends? This is a terrible business decision. SMU should have gone to the Big 12 and said, hey, we'll take nine years free. And then the Big 12 maybe says, all right, sure. What's the loss here? For the ACC, the loss is you're pissing everybody off to the point where your power teams are going to leave. And when your power teams leave, your tier two teams leave. Your A1s are gone. Now your A2s are gone as well. And when they're gone, where do they go? The SEC is not going to take Louisville. The Big Ten's not going to take Louisville or Pitt or NC State or Wake Forest. But you know who's going to be right there to scoop them up, who has been right there to scoop up teams who are still power brands in college athletics. That's the Big 12. The Big 12 is sitting here waiting, waiting for Florida State to move, for Clemson to move, for Miami to move, for UNC to move to a different league so that now the Big 12 can pick up Pitt, NC State, Virginia Tech. And possibly, to me, there's a realm in which somebody gets forgotten. Somebody big gets forgotten. I don't know if Miami is going to get left behind, but maybe it's a Virginia the Big Ten and the SEC say, hey, we kind of have enough. We kind of have what we want, right? Kind of how the Pac-12, remember the Pac-12 fell apart and the Big 12 got its pick of the litter. So did the Big Ten. Then the rest of the teams are just kind of left in waiting. Who is going to be left in waiting from the Pac-12? Because that's who's going to the Big 12. Does it help? And here's what's tough. Bring this to your water cooler. Mention this to the water cooler. 
does any of this help the Big 12 become a bigger a bigger power brand at the top? No. Because Florida State's not coming. Clemson's not coming. UNC's not going to go to the Big 12. I don't think so. So does that make you top-heavy? No. But it puts you squarely at that number three still. And it adds even more pair to your league. It adds even more depth to your league. There is still not a Rutgers. There is still not a Vanderbilt. The Big 12 doesn't have those. The Big 12 has top to bottom, wall to wall depth. And that's what's going to sell this conference. When you've now added West teams and East teams from the Pac-12 and the ACC, that's a, that's a good sign. It's a good sign the Big 12 is in a solid, solid place moving forward. So thank you, ACC, for killing yourself. You see, you just somebody shot you in the chest. You said, I can't, I can't, you know, can't wait to find who did this. You're holding the smoking gun. The three teams you brought in to save your TV deal will implode your conference. This is not damage control. It's not how you do it. I could have told you that. And I'm just the lowly host of Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team and it's every day. Oh my. I have the best intern in the world. LinkedIn Talent Solutions is so good to me. LinkedIn.com forward slash lockdown college is exactly where I went when I knew I needed to hire an intern. When you look around the office and you think, I need some somebody to help out, I can't pay them a lot, but I need somebody to help out. The best way to do it is to go hire an intern from LinkedIn Talent Solutions, an intern from Baylor or BYU or TCU or Arizona State. You can, you can be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster, and it's free. Add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools, screening questions, make it easy to focus on the right candidates with the right skills. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college, linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Keep in mind terms and conditions. They do apply. Oh, buddy. The Big 12 needs a big weekend this weekend. Uh, again, there were some outlets, some people out there who were like, oh, the Big 12 wasn't as bad as you think. The Big 12 was pretty sour with TCU getting upset, a three touchdown favorite, with Texas Tech losing to Wyoming. And so many people are out there. Oh, Wyoming's so good. Dude, shut up. You take your lumps on this one. I'm not ignorant. I watch college football. I know what brands are in college football. I know Wyoming's not a bad program, but you're Texas Tech. There's no excuse to lose to Wyoming. You still have to be Wyoming. You can't look up on Monday and be like, oh, well, it's only, you know, this is a big Wyoming team. It's a good Wyoming team. Stop. I still think Tech's good. I still think TCU's good. Baylor, the jury's out. But that's another embarrassing cog here. I thought West Virginia represented the conference well, but those three teams, Baylor, TCU, and Texas Tech did not. Baylor, the king of them. Losing to Texas State. That's bad. Uh, really, really bad. Texas State's first win versus a Power 5 team ever. So is there pressure on the Big 12 to win now? Optically, yes. Yes, there is. Is there pressure for the Big 12 to win now from any other standpoint? No. Financially, no. TV deal-wise, no. Exposure for the conference, not really. Maybe when you start thinking about opportunities to host college game day down the line, 
but some of your power teams to to have that right have been Oklahoma and Texas. They will continue to be because they bring the TV viewers. There's a reason that these national outlets, I'll, I'll pick on the guy. I'll pick on the guy because we're good friends. J.D. Piquel on three. He does videos about college football all the time. He almost exclusively talks about SEC and Big Ten teams. Texas and Oklahoma included in that. Very seldom does he talk about Kansas State because guess what? People don't watch that. I'm here for that because I have an affinity for those fan bases. ESPN does not. So from a financial standpoint, from a, a legitimate, what, what moves the needle here? Does the Big 12 need to win now? Of course not. Who cares? Big 12 could go 0-14 this weekend. The sky wouldn't fall. But optically, optically, as the rest of college football looks upon our conference as a power three, it's time to step up and prove, hey, this league's still good. Granted, obviously, most of the teams won last week against cupcakes. This week's a different story. Kansas and Illinois. Dude, Kansas, three-point favorites. David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. Illinois barely snuck by Toledo, and Kansas absolutely took care of business last week against Missouri State, 48-17. Kansas, from Jalen B to Jalen Daniels, you've you've got to show up. And, and win this week against Illinois. This is, a, this is a case that I've been trying to make that the Big 12 needs to prove very early on, hey, uh, th- this team, this team, this league, I should say, is deep. That, that, that we don't have bottom dwellers. That our Kansas is still better than Illinois. So Jason Bean, that's the guy. Jaden Daniels, that's the guy. Whoever it is for Kansas, Devin Neal, somebody step up. Uh, if you look at the the ESPN FPI projector, Illinois with a 59% chance to beat Kansas this weekend. Kansas, get it done. Opportunities for the Pac-12 and the Big 12 to clash. This is a big one here, too, because of what Colorado just did to TCU. People are screaming across the country as if Colorado's not going to the Big 12. People are screaming, oh, the Pac-12 is so much better than the Big 12. Our 1-11 Colorado team just beat up on TCU. Dude, give me a break. If that's what they want to stream, if that's going to be the big the big thing this week, is that, oh, the Pac-12 is so much better than what, what the Big 12 needs is for lowly Baylor, who just got blown out by Texas State, to take on Utah at home at McLean Stadium and win. If that happens, if Baylor transitive property lo- lost to Texas State and then beats the Pac-12 champion Utah, that's big. That sends a statement across college football that says, hey, even maybe the worst team in the Big 12 can still beat the Pac-12 champion. Prove that tech, If you're Baylor, you prove that Texas State loss is a fluke. You bring out Sawyer Robertson, a Lubbock Coronado, Mike Leach kid, transfer from Mississippi State, and you go win that football game. The Big 12 has an awesome opportunity to trump the Pac-12 after what happened with Colorado and Utah. Make it Colorado and TCU last week. Baylor, go beat Utah. Iowa, Iowa State. An Iowa team that many consider to be in the top 25 and to be one of the better teams in the Big Ten by virtue of their defense. Iowa State has gone through a lot of stuff here recently with all the betting scandals and all that was wrapped up this week. If you go out, and I think Iowa State has one of the better defenses that Iowa's going to face. If you go out and you win at Jack Tri Stadium at 230, huge. Huge for the Big 12. To prove that, again, the depth of this league, Iowa State, who's not one of the better teams in this conference, can beat a Big, T- a Big Ten team, completely erases the bad taste in the mouth from last week. Cincy at Pittsburgh, seven-point dogs. Huge opportunity for Cincinnati to go into Pittsburgh and get a win. 
on the CW. I don't even know if I get that. I don't even. I don't think I'll be able to watch that. I think Cincinnati's got as good a shot as anybody. Emory Jones is not a bad quarterback. He impressed me a lot last week. Cincinnati get it done. Oregon, Texas Tech. Texas Tech's in a very similar situation as Baylor as, hey, we just suffered a really, really tough loss. How do we bounce back? We go in and we beat Oregon. We go in and we prove, hey, again, a team that now optically is in the middle of the pack in the Big 12 or the bottom of the pack in the Big 12 can beat an Oregon. Huge to prove. UCF, Boise. UCF. I think it'd be one of the better teams in the Big 12. Boise just got cooked by Washington. UCF goes to Boise and gets the win. Three and a half point favorites. They win by at least seven. And then Oklahoma State, Arizona State, another one of those Pac-12, Big 12 games. Oklahoma State has an opportunity, along with Baylor, to prove, hey, the Big 12, even if it's not the best team in the conference, even without Oklahoma and Texas, we own the Pac-12. And, and you Pac-12 teams that are coming into the Big 12, just know that you're not going to push us around. I need, this week, I need, I don't, care about, I don't care about Texas and Alabama. They don't go here anymore. I need Kansas to take care of Illinois. I need Baylor to beat Utah. Iowa State to beat Iowa, Cincy to beat Pitt, Texas Tech to beat Oregon, Boise State to beat, make it UCF to beat Boise State, and Oklahoma State to beat Arizona State. I'm asking a lot of this conference here. I'm asking a lot of this conference. But if you do it, you take last week away and you prove the Big 12. The Big 12 is still a king in college football on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, baby. Is that game time that I see? It's game time. I um, have really bad tendency of just not doing things. And what I mean by things is buying tickets to games. I just get right to the buzzer, especially Texas Ranger games. Like, oh, yeah, I'll figure it out when I get there. And it comes back to bite me when I go to StubHub and see the prices have not dropped and the fees are insane. Not at game time. Not at game time. Don't be stressed out. Get to the door and go, ah, oh, game time app. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. It's fast. It's easy to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater, game time. Flash deals, last minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets of every kind of event. Images of your seat. You can just see the view of the seat. Lowest price guaranteed. Event cancellation protection. Job loss protection. Forget planning months in advance. Do it the day of. And game time guarantees you'll always get the best price. If you find a ticket in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's crazy. Get images of your seat, buy tickets in a matter of seconds, and right now snag tickets without stress at game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Lockdown College for $20 off. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Ah, the mighty Texas Longhorns. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. Texas is leaving this conference. Do I need to give them a lot of plug? Do I need to blow hot air up your skirt? I do not. So what I'm telling you right now makes me throw up my mouth a little bit because obviously we're not supposed to like Texas. They left the Big 12, but I have an appreciation for what they're going to do this weekend. Texas is going to beat Alabama. I, I, I Look, whoa. You know, it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. But I, I think I kind of believe in this Texas team. They, they should have beaten Alabama. They did, Frankly, they did beat Alabama at home last year. The referees took the game out of Texas' hands. And I didn't love the offensive line against Rice. There's some give and take here, right? Last year should have been a win. Last week, to me, wasn't that impressive. I, I was not enamored with Quinn Ewers. This was not a Heisman caliber performance from Quinn Ewers. I didn't watch Quinn Ewers and think, oh, this kid's going to win the Heisman. I didn't look at the offensive line and think, oh, this is the best offensive line in college football. 
What I did look and see from Texas was moxie, was swagger, was something that it seems like Texas has lost so much or tried to bear with me here. Bear with me here. Texas has tried to manufacture so much of and fallen short. I think Xavier Worthy is going to step out on the field and be the best player on the field. He was already great in the in the win last week, seven receptions for 90 yards. Solid, solid year. I mean, obviously a solid year last year. I, I, he was a snub in a lot of All-American picks. Xavier Worthy is going to walk out and be the best player on the field. I think he, he trumps Isaiah Bond, who's this kid that everybody in Alabama is going crazy over. Most of the Alabama receivers entered the transfer portal. Obviously, you've never heard of Isaiah Bond. They ran out of receivers. Jalen Milrow has way less experience as a college quarterback than Quinn Ewers. 194 yards, three touchdowns last week, and a 95 QBR, 10th in the country. Jalen Milrow is not a bad quarterback. Six foot two, 220 pounds. He's a meat from Katy, Texas. He's going to be all right. But I still think Quinn Ewers, after what he did to Alabama last year, after that start he had against Bama last year, has it in him. Yeah, yeah. The 37 to 10 win against Rice was really 37 to three. That late random JT Daniels fluke touchdown to the, what was it, the McCaffrey kid? I don't care about that. Texas defense was good. That's something that we haven't said very much in the last few years. Texas defense was good. The offense didn't blow me away, but the defense did. And I think the Longhorns get it, have an advantage this week because they come out and attack. They have so much more experience than Alabama. All the offense is back. I, I don't know that the Texas offensive line can put up with Alabama toe-to-toe all night long in Tuscaloosa. I, that, that's a tough ask at 6 p.m., a night game over in Alabama. But I do think the skill position, the Xavier Worthies of this world, the Quinn Ewers of this world, rise to the occasion and they attack because they have nothing to lose. Alabama has everything to lose here. They just saw what happened to Clemson against Duke. And Alabama doesn't want to be that team. Alabama wants to prove, hey, we're still the top dogs. We can't be upset by a fluky Texas team, a team that's supposed to be so good every year, and they're just not. I don't, I don't think that's, that's how this works. I, and look, the statement defense is terrifying. This is not going to be a 42-38 to 38 Texas win. But I think the Longhorns come out and win this game 24-21. to 24-20. That's all it takes for UT to win. Ewers was 9 of 12 last year before getting knocked out of that loss to Alabama. It looked like he was going to bleed the way and beat them. A.D. Mitchell at Texas alongside Xavier. I love me some A.D. Mitchell. This is the best receiving group that Texas has had under Steve Sarkeesian, and I'd venture to say maybe in the last decade. And they use it. They use it. Texas has a lot of experience, ma'am. They're a scary team. I still don't know if they win the Big 12 Conference. I still think they lose some games in the Big 12 Conference against teams they're not supposed to. They still lose to a Kansas State. They get randomly beat by a TCU. Upset by a Baylor. But I'm changing my preseason pick here. After watching Alabama last week, tactical shore. Tactical shore. They didn't scare me enough. Texas. Texas. The Longhorns. Mm, Gets a win. And it, it goes for the Big 12, too, by the way. The Big 12 gets to call this a win, at least for this week, when Texas goes to Alabama and wins 24-20. to 20, The Longhorns on top of Bama, calling it right now, and it's going to happen. Put money on the money. Put it on the money line. Texas wins. I wins every day because I get to get to talk to you and see you. Thanks for coming around. I'll see you again tomorrow. Let's break down this week and continue talking about Big 12 expansion. 
way this conference is going and teams that got to win on Saturday. You, there's some, there's a few must wins on Saturday here on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This has been and always will be Locked On. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Doce Grande.